0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Now, great So, to kick off? Yeah, Pat, obviously, mm. the two clubs have come together this week and sent out an important message to the fans. I just wonder mm. what importance you put on that message yourself, and also what responsibility the coaching staff and players have as well to really set the right tone in terms of their own behaviour.
1: Yeah, let me first say that it's very positive that both clubs are cooperating. Um, Ferran and Billy made a good uh, statement, I think, uh, it was really clear. Um, so that's the second positive. Um, I think, so I worked at Porto uh, for seven years, I worked at PSV Eindhoven for five years, and the rivalry between PSV, Feyenoord and Ajax was from a different level. The rivalry between Porto, Benfica and Sporting was from a different level. But the only reason why it's a rivalry because the games matter. The games are decisive. So I really believe that um, uh, we feel that in these games as well. As, as example tomorrow is a decisive game, but we know that playing against City uh, has this uh, has this um, has this importance to So, but with rivalry comes emotion. <laughs> And that's good, because we need emotion from the stands, we need emotion for our players, we know, we need to feel that these games matter in each uh, each second of the game. The only problem with emotion is, uh, when there's no respect, it becomes really harmful, and uh, that can't happen, and uh, it happened, um, uh, but I think... uh, start my answer, just to re- relate again to the start of my answer was that I really think it's positive that both clubs are cooperating, that good statement, we know that. Oh, And I think because I name Benfica and I name Porto, I mean uh, Feyenoord, PSV, Ajax, uh, it's not, uh, it's not uh, specific to the clubs, it's a football problem, So, and that's uh, really important as well. So it's good that both clubs are cooperating. Look at the team news. I just wonder
0: is there any news on when Jota could be expected back yet? Also, any news on when Luis Diaz could be expected back yet? And what scope is there, if need be, to move in the transfer market in Mm. January to maybe bring in reinforcements in the forward areas or even bolster the midfield areas as well? Yeah,
1: so uh, this is the press room, it's not the boardroom. We discuss these things in the boardroom, and next time when Jurgen sits here, (laughs) just ask him. He will be open. Um, uh, About Louise, yeah. I have to say you no. Know, we all know the impact he had on on this team. It's not easy to come in and have an impact uh, on this team to take the team forward. He did, um, so it's uh, for him, uh, for the team, for him. It's uh, it's, it's really uh, sad that it happened and. Uh, yeah, but he has this character, no? This smile and hard work, and uh, he, he will take this time again to come back stronger. And if if we he can come back stronger, it will really help us. So it, sometimes, uh, yeah, hopefully, everything goes smooth, and he will come back shot is in the time frame. So he was with us in Dubai. What's nice for a long-term uh, injury that go out of this English weather or Kirkby weather because that's even worse. Uh, Sunshine, be with the team. He was in all video meetings, and we had a lot, so he was always there. So that was good for the team as well. And uh, but it's the same time frame. Uh, yeah. So
0: no, no, no.
1: No. And about the transfer window, uh, we we always ready, we always prepared. If the right player, right moment, uh, right feeling, uh, we are always prepared. So. And
0: just in terms of the players who come back from the World Cup, I just wonder who is ready. Now to go straight back into action and how mm. ready is the squad to return to domestic action in a game that we've kind of t- spoken about? It. Yeah. I suppose a chance to lay
1: down a mark. That's new for us, no? World Cup, middle of the season, <laughs> a lot of the quality was very good. I think uh, it was a it was a winner in my opinion, but uh, it took um, it gave us a chance to refresh. Um, not just refresh the players, because everybody gets some time off, the ones who played in the World Cup, but also the ones, of course, who are not involved. To give time to refresh our principles on the pitch. uh, We don't have time in the season to really train. You have three days, the boys are recovering. You have to be spot on in your coaching, you have to be spot on in in the type of session you put on. Um, There's no march, you have to be right. So it's not that you can give them real problems to solve with football, because the next day you're playing and that's possible in these kind of settings it is so give them real problems to solve together in a way and, and then we can correct them the ones who don't move in a coordinated way or don't uh, play through our principles um, so that was a benefit for sure uh, the ones who played yeah, they have rhythm they needed some time off as well because we all know Playing for your country is the most honorable thing I think there is in the football world. So it's nice uh, for them to be able to do that. They made a lot of teams, uh, a lot of people uh, proud, uh, the ones who played. So that was good. Uh, So they come back with a strong feeling. The ones who are already back, like Handel, like Trent, like. like Ali, like Fabinho, you see that they take a good, good, uh, good energy and good tempo with them um, and confidence with them. So that's, uh, that's important. But we had a really, honestly, a really good training camp in Dubai. The togetherness, the spirit, the hunger, the passion, the, the fight. Uh, you see that uh, this team wants to be 100% motivated for, and we have to be 100% motivated for City, but uh, or not only City, but especially for the second phase of this season.
0: As far as Liverpool and Man City are concerned, and this competition, Mm. you know how well City and Liverpool have Mm done previously,
1: and have done it in the early stages of the
0: competition with not the full-strength sides, this time, is it going to be slightly different because it's City early on in the competition, and because of the World Cup and the need to be
1: and first age is just a number for us, so that's really important to understand that uh, we don't look to um, and we don't look to experience in that way. In, uh, let me say it like this: and if one thing this World Cup as well proves, is that you need your whole squad. The teams who became successful needed the full squad. To put this in context, <laughs> what I'm just said is that uh, when we play League Cup, it's always in a very busy schedule. We play Champions League, Premier League and we know we have to be top to win these games in these competitions. We have to. We cannot rest players or we cannot. Uh, so, and then uh, the League Cup comes in a time frame where we play every three days and the boys have to be on their top to win games. So it's a perfect moment to use the full squad. Now it's a different situation, of course, because we have a long time off. The boys come back from um, the World Cup uh, and that's why I started with H is just a number we still believe that uh, we need to give our talents chances, not just against uh, uh, lower league opposition, but also against Premier League opposition, because we believe in them, and um, and we want them to have challenges and difficulties and maybe uh, struggle a little bit, uh, because that only then you are improving the players. And my job, Jurgen's job. The club's job is in first place to improve our players and to improve the team, and that's what we always try to do. Looking uh, like that, yeah. But
0: because it's Liverpool against Man City, it becomes a massive match, Mm. and the fans from both clubs will see it as a barometer for how the second part of the season is going to play out. Do you see it the same way?
1: Yeah, it's. uh I think it's never a boring game against them. It was never a boring game. Uh, We will put on a, uh, both teams will put on a top show, that's for sure. Yeah, uh,
0: to see Liverpool and City going toe to toe, Mm -hmm. as we've seen in in, in recent years, uh, and some fabulous matches. Yeah. It can be quite a spectacle. City, a great team at the best. Yeah. And you must be. Really proud of what
1: you think can achieve. yeah and we, we know against them we need to be one hundred percent concentrated on the things we have to do, we need to be really difficult to play against, uh, we need to be really good and efficient in the moments we have the ball so um, um, yeah, we will try, and they will try it's not a it's not a it's a strange situation it 's a strange situation being um uh, coming back from a World Cup and having this fixture straight. It's for them and for us. But what I said, we will, we will try, and the teams already proved in the past, whoever players are on the pitch, um, that they will make it a top show.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of things, um, I enjoyed it a lot, um, so uh, first of all I think the World Cup pro- proved that the teams who were more collective, were more team, were the, were the teams who were decisive in the last stages, and uh, uh, it proved again that you don't, know, you don't need to be top in an um in the group stage to become the winner in the end. It's always about the team who grows more, who, who has this, because a growing team is a dangerous team. I think Argentina is a, a prime example of these two things. Uh, I think tactically, always you have to see the context, because the context of a knockout tournament over a short period of time is something completely different than a Premier League over a long period of time. So people misunderstand that when they always say, ah, the, 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 this system or uh, the defensive style or the counter-attack or the offensive, whatever. A knockout stage is something completely different. And this is what I like about Argentina: is that they play to their strengths. Like, take for example, Rodrigo de Paul, who's like a sweeper behind Messi. Messi's on the inside, he goes to the outside. Messi's on the outside, he goes to the inside. They play to their strengths. Their Enzo and uh, McAllister, how they uh, uh, manage midfield together with Rodrigo, but especially these two, how they uh, balance each other. Messi, not to speak about. <coughs> oh yeah, I said already before. If you see it with from five meter, it's something we never saw. Uh, I ne- I never witnessed before the speed. Uh, and he was decisive in each attack they had, he was the start of many attacks with Enzo of course. But, so um, Again, they grew in the tournament, they didn't have a good, particularly good uh, knockout stage I think. So example, uh, the Saudis last line against Argentina, <coughs> stand out, the bravery, the, the, uh, the way they defended uh, the space behind them against the top side showed a lot. The midfield of Croatia with Prozovic, Modric and uh, Kovacic, how they, Cruyff always said, if you dominate midfield, you will dominate the game. And how they are connected, always available, how they find the free spaces, how they know when to temporise or to speed up attacks, as a three being a one, that midfield was. And an example, the efficiency of Holland, The, the one chance, one goal, that killer instinct. Ah, th- th- just a few things, uh, but uh, I think uh, the team who grew the most deserved to win and I think the team who uh, grew the most was Argentina in the tournament. So. And in terms of your seven
0: players, you had involved, is it just Darwin who could be involved at City tomorrow night or any of the others been back long
1: enough to also be in the mix? Yeah, we have one more session to go, James, and uh, today we will see how everybody is physically. Uh, how I said, the boys who came back earlier looked really good looked really good but we know that they had a long time off or a long time like eight, nine days. What they need, so what I said this World Cup is an emotional roller coaster for a lot of them. <laughs> think about Virg, or think about uh Fabinho and Alisson. Huh? So um also if you wanna win the World Cup you need a little bit of luck. <laughs> it's proven and you need to be good in penalties. So um I know, yeah. Will Ben go back on the senior side and can you speak a little bit about his um progress and do you see him as a sort of an option for the first team now in So it's a very smart question because if I say he's with I think he will not be with us, yeah, I get that. Uh but um I love it anyway. Uh, cheeky. Um no. Um yesterday I woke off the pitch. We train. The session was insane. It was really, really cool. And uh, I walk off the pitch with Jurgen and he, he he doesn't whisper. He just says next to me and he says, Wow, Stefan and Bobby Clark, they play so mature. They play if they have 25 like this. And I say immediately, Yeah. And Ben Duke, can you imagine he was a signing? Like, if he would do this, what he's doing in this session, like, uh, because he's, you all see, he's very quick. but." if you are very quick and technical that makes a really dangerous player and uh, he learns as well really quick what's really nice to see because sometimes you can be really quick really good with your feet but if you don't learn team what i just said you need good players but the collective in the end makes you successful so that has to uh, but he adapts really quickly to our style and we are just really happy with three young signings and then i have to make a compliment to matt newberry because he is our uh, academy scout and he brings these players in and uh, nobody hears about them before and it's not announced as a big signing like everybody blah 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 but uh, the boys he brings in are, uh, it's not easy because the boy leaves uh, Celtic goes to a different part Liverpool or Stefan who goes from Celtic to Vigo to here they leave their country they leave their family they come really young in our academy so for the next ones who come hopefully that helps as well That. Uh, the we want to give these boys chances and uh ah, Ben is uh Ben is just um uh, I like that combination of speed, mentality and technique. Uh, and he has all three, so okay, look back. Yeah. okay. Yeah. when you talk about the rivalry between the two clubs earlier mm-hmm. you talk about this game being decisive. I'm just wondering when in the first game back against City and because
0: the criticism the side had the first part of the season how
1: much importance you put on one single game like this one no it's a knockout game so if you win you go through so of course it's decisive um and i i, I like i answered the first question by uh, saying how i think about uh, what happened in the in the past what i i just want to re what i want to say is that the the two clubs i want to are looking forward they make a statement. They are cooperating together. So I think more you cannot do. Uh, how I say, uh, rivalry, emotion, but with respect. And inside that, shout as loud as you can be. Uh, be a real support. And uh, and both clubs can do that. So uh, and that makes a top show of these uh, these games. And um, what if we meet in Champions League, if we meet in League Cup, if we meet in Community Shields, we know. That the best are, uh, most of the best players are on the pitch uh, of England, of the world. So, yeah, of course, you will see uh, uh, quality, and then two managers who have a real clear idea about the game, uh, what always creates a proper shock. So, I like it a lot. Now, nah, yeah. What I said, we could, we went to Dubai and we could refresh our ideas, refresh our principle. We could really train. We see it just as a as a new start. How we should see it. Uh, uh, the boys are hungry. They are passionate. They want to show this on the pitch. You see that in each session. And uh, that's what we have to do. We know that we have to co- be committed to our way. We know that uh, it. Uh, against City, uh, it w- uh, there will be moments where you where you have to be really together, where it will not be easy, um, anyway, all our boys have these experiences, so that's uh, really good, it will be a, how I said before, it will be a top show for sure. Chris Baskin and Dave that? Yeah yeah moving together as a team so when you lose the ball you're always there Uh, being aggressive in the the moment we don't have the ball where we want to be different than all the other teams especially when we're high up up the pitch Um, the confidence and the conviction in our build-up that we move together and that we can bring the ball out the flexibility in this so these things what makes us us Um, uh, sometimes when things don't go well, you focus on, uh, especially on these things, and maybe you lose uh, some of the core strengths in these moments. Uh, but you have to focus on the other ones, otherwise. it uh, um, But um, how it looks now, listen, uh, we just look forward to play football. Uh, if you look, see the World Cup, uh, we, we want to play as well. <laughs> so to go back to the last question. If it's city or somebody else, we just want to play. We want to show who we are, and most importantly, win football games. And that's what we're trying to do tomorrow. I don't know. I I think we were uh, on the on our way back towards the end. To be honest, so. It, uh, Sometimes I, I felt that uh, for sure when we get momentum it will be the, <laughs> will be the World Cup. Um, nah. um, you have to take life how it is. You have to take uh, uh, you ca- a, a lot of things you just cannot change. You have to make the best out of what you what you can change, and that's what we always try to do. So um, we used this time it was really helpful, not just to train the lungs, the legs, the heart, but also to. Uh, Worked the, the eyes and the mind what uh, video meetings. So uh, We know that we still can be successful because there are there's many things to play for, and that's what we're going to try. David, last
0: one. You uh, about there about the letter which goes out to the fans about, you know, excuse me, be emotional but show sure respect. But yeah. Is there an onus on the, on the coaching staff as well to, to, to behave, you know, not to?
1: Of course but that's that's what I mean top sport is emotion top sport is going to uh, going to edges. Spot this seeing the line and you want to go over it but you hold yourself uh, for us it's impossible to be full emotional because the game is too quick <laughs> for that so uh, if i'm emotional to one side the ball is already on that side and something or oh, pep already changed something tactically well we have to be aware to counter or whatever so um, uh, i think um, the ones who control their emotions are always the ones who uh, uh, Go furthest. So yeah. Control your emotions, don't let the emotions control you, basically. And we are an example of our team. And that's what I liked about Argentina as well. They went down 2-0, they go 2 2 and they were calm next to the on the bench, on the pitch. You felt nothing had changed. They go in the last minute, they go, and how they went to the penalty shootout with complete uh, control. uh, emotionally, only maybe after, not. But that's I think I think quite natural. You do things which maybe uh, anyway. You, Good. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to
0: the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.